First of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. That's the Zarchik. Humbles the football. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sundays for the Birds, a proud production of Old City Sports Network for all the latest and greatest Eagles, Flyers, and of course, those fighting Phils. Check out oldcitysports.com for this show, tons of articles, um, and tons of other great shows across the wonderful world of sports. This, of course, is Sundays for the Birds. I'm the mayor of John Street, joined by my three co-hosts. One, glad to have you back, brother, Jake Long. One, Kyle, not so sharp. And, of course, our man repping the Phils and now the Birds, our man D-Carr down there, Vince D-Carr from the fan lot. You may know him. If you don't, get to know him because the Phils are red hot. Um, he'll be talking to him over on the fan lot, and he's going to be joining us to talk to Red Hot Birds as well. Uh, so let's get into it, boys. How's everybody doing? Jake, we'll start with you. I uh, feel like we haven't talked in a little while. You've obviously been down and out, a little, uh, little bit of illness going on. Yeah, I think I had strep, so I um, was down for a little while, but feel a lot better now. Back to work, um, back to the grind, and just enjoying the Phillies run, and Eagles football is back Sunday, so I can't be happier. Yeah, man. Uh, Vince, how you doing today, brother? I was good. Made a mistake on the way home, but other than that, everything's good. Well, well, well hold on, hold on. We need a little more info on this mistake. A degenerate so, like you, I'm sure it's got to be good. So I, I normally get off, and it takes me right to the beer store on my way home, and there's a sub shop that the state police like to go to, and – uh. I kind of hit the parking block right in front of a cop going into the beer store. And I was like, this probably doesn't look all too good for somebody <laughs> on their way, you know, trying to go home. So, <clears throat> any, uh, any tickets, any red lights? No, 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 no. It was just the parking block. And I just looked behind me and was like, fuck. <laughs> Hope your tires are going flat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kyle, not so sharp. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, a little disappointed. I had an opportunity to go to a, a you know a Phils game with you last week, and you know you generously offered. And unfortunately, I was down in Maryland and couldn't make it back in time for work. I wouldn't so, say generously. I wasn't paying for your ticket, fucker. Oh well, you didn't say that at the time when you offered. So, <laughs> well, you got all the money though. You got all the money. All the, yeah, all the money. Yeah, something like he's that. got all the money. But so I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I missed, and you know they won obviously too. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, man. Um, I ended up not even going to that game on Friday. Instead, I went down on uh, on Saturday, went down with my pop. Uh, it was a great night. I was absolutely fired the fuck up for the fills. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you probably saw that one video of me screaming that I'm not sitting down till we win this fucking game. Um, that was that was after I had killed probably two other spots in my voice box. So like <laughs> By the third inning, I had killed like my regular chant voice, and then I changed my, you know, went to another pitch, killed that. I want to say I, I had done like four different pitches by the time the, the game was all done. Um, just got my voice back 100% yesterday. The so, real question is how long did it take you to get home? 
Um, it didn't take me that long. I, I parked down in the uh, in a Jetro lot. Um, so to jump on 95 North was nothing. Just made a left out of the Jetro lot, went down under 95, popped the Yui up on, and uh, we were good to go. Uh, but no, it was, it was an absolute fucking blast. Great night. Um, and I doubt you guys saw me on Fox, but there as I'm coming down Ashburn Alley, I was using the men's room there. I'm walking down Ashburn Alley. They got a Fox TV camera coming down the pavilion, catching like, you know, all the fans and stuff. So I did one of those where you like lean in front of the camera and I let out a nice loud fuck. Fuck them Padres. Yeah, they and, uh, oh, they definitely <laughs> did. Um, but there was a girl trailing the guy that had the camera. She turns around and says, really? On national television? I said, yeah, this is Philadelphia. Welcome, <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, what are you expect? <laughs> I mean, come on. Snowballs at Santa Claus, batteries at backup quarterbacks. We got a reputation to uphold here. Yeah, we got a little kid that told Eli Manning he banged his mom. <laughs> yeah, we have a kid giving the Padres camera the middle finger in the background. I saw that. That's right. I saw That's awesome. that. We raise them right around here. Oh, man. Yeah, no, absolute great time, no. Um, definitely the way to spend a bye weekend um, if yeah. if I had my choice. <laughs> well, now um, they're getting God. They're getting us back because now we got, you know, the Phillies and the Eagles just mixed up in a whole week of just alcoholic hell. Oh, uh, dude, it's it's going to be six straight days. I, I can tell you my check liver light's already on. Uh, Jake, I'm sure, your, I'm sure yours will be. Oh, yeah. Vince, I think yeah. yours stays yeah. lit. So. Year, but not next week. My, my light bulb blew out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> he just put Fucking a liver looking like Swiss cheese. Oh, man. Um, all right, boys. So there was a little bit of big news. First, let's go over to trade. Howie Roseman, our boy, the fucking wizard, nails down a huge trade. Five-time pro bowler Robert Quinn for a fourth-round pick. And Chicago's retaining a majority of his salary. I think I saw we're only paying him seven hundred thousand this year. Um, dude, Howie Roseman in the Chamber of Champions, back at it. That dude is an absolute fucking wizard, like you've never seen. I don't care how many Harry Potter movies you've seen. Um, let's just go around initial reactions. Uh, Vince, what'd you think of the trade? It was actually really smart because our pressure on you know the passing has not. Not saying it's been horrible, but having somebody like him on the team, the where he's not only you know just a pass rusher, which he's solid at it, he's also good for the run game. So adding somebody, and you can get our players. You know, if we have long def- uh, defensive stints, you get a little bit of breaks on them. You know, guys in the backfield. So that's always fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kyle, what do you think of the trade? So I, I like the player. Um, I question if it's going to work schematically. I mean, between him and Reddick on the end, that's two lighter end guys. I don't know how that's going to work necessarily. I don't know. Maybe if that's just me overthinking it. But, I mean, he's definitely a good player. He's definitely got a lot left in the tank. I mean, I think he's like, what, what 33 now or something? 32, yeah. 32, yes. But, I mean, he's still, got, he's still got a lot left in the tank. The only thing really is the money owed to him over the next two years. And Yeah, we've seen how he make that so. disappear. I mean, everybody makes it disappear with the stuff, but it's just something to note. You know, I mean, that, that's a lot of money for a, an edge rusher. Yeah, well, we can restructure his contract after the season. That's what Sean's referring to. I mean, GMs yeah. do that all the time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not nothing too crazy to worry about. Guaranteed money or some shit. Yeah, it's money on next year. yeah it's that he, whole cash over cap loophole. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll he, make it disappear real quick. He can, uh, he can give him, you know, that guaranteed, you know, whatever contract and then give him bonuses, which will make up for whatever, yeah. you know, his production, which is what we need to do when we have somebody that old. So that's perfect. Absolutely. Jake, what were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts was I love it. Um, and then I looked at the contract, was a little worried about that. But then, like we spoke over text, it's how he's going to work something out. He wouldn't have made the move without thinking ahead. And I know Wouldn't they give up again? Fourth, fourth rounder. rounder, fourth rounder, and and in a draft when you have six total picks still after trading that and two of them in the first round, a fourth rounder you, you can take it, shove it up your ass. I don't I don't really care. 
But um, no, I love the trade. Uh, I love the defense end rotation we have now. We already have a good D tackle rotation. Um, an injury happens, someone has to be out a few weeks or the season. You have someone who can fill in. Just um, Vinny mentioned it earlier. The rotation when you're tired. I mean, running full speed going against 350 pound, you know, tackles and offensive guards, it wears on you. So having that, you know, being able to send guys out that. You know, the drop-off of talent isn't that much. is so huge, and we've seen that in uh, 2017, the Super Bowl run. Uh, a guy like Chris Long, I think that's exactly the type of role Quinn's going to play. A lot of passing downs. Um, first down, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of Brandon Graham, and Reddick, and Sweat. But even Sweat, I think he's going to see a lot of passing downs because he's not as, not as good at stopping the run as he is rushing the passer. I, I just love the depth that they have now the defense end position. Yeah, I think this just adds a, a little bit to what you can do, right? Now you can – there's a little bit more tricks you can kind of pull out of the bag. Um, it it kind of makes up for some of the guys that are quality defensive ends but maybe aren't as gifted in the pass rush side, guys like Brandon Graham. Um, so I, I think that will kind of allow him um, – yeah, it will allow – it will allow him to really, you know, expand the playbook and have – a solid pass rush out there, maybe with a four-man defensive front, as opposed to running the two-man front with the with the two outside linebackers. Maybe give Kaiser White a chance to, um, you know, kind of come off of the pass rush a little bit. I know they've been rushing him quite a bit. Um, just kind of show a little bit of what he can do in the coverage game as well. Um, so really, it just kind of opens up what they can do schematically. Um, I do have one small concern, and it is small. But there is a history with former Dallas Cowboys coming to Philadelphia. Yeah, he's only a one-year guy, though. He was a one-year guy, but it, it still scares me. I mean, the thing, the stat I like I, I seen earlier is um, I forget who posted on Twitter, but he has 54 plays where he was double-teamed. Guy, a guy like Mika Parsons and I think the, the third most double-teamed guy are in the mid-40s. So imagine what when he's on the field, if he's getting double teamed, what that's going to open up for other people, or if right. someone else is getting double teamed, what that's going to open up for him. So well, I think you're going to see more double teams going, going to other people's way, and yeah. and you'll see a spike in his production. I mean that Chicago defensive line ain't what it once was. You know, Khalil no, Mack's gone, Eddie Goldman, Akeem. Yeah, I mean that that line is not what it once was, and when you're the most talented guy on that defensive front, it's real easy to throw the double your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but didn't Where, he have his year during the year that they traded um, Cleo Mack with his 18 and a half sacks? Yeah, Mack, Mack was, was still there. there. Yeah, Mack was – last year was last year, yep. Yeah, Hicks was there. Um, Goldman might have still been there. I mean, they, they still had everybody when he when he bought out. But still, then you, you come, you get a fountain, you know, get rejuvenated when you're on a – you get traded to a 6-0 team. Yeah, Absolutely. And nobody, nobody's expecting 18 and a half sacks. It's just a, no. another, you know, edge rusher to throw into the rotation. That's all it is. Keep him fresh. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're coming it'll definitely play. be rejuvenating joining a winning football team. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think he'd ball out on his first game if you joined a 6-0 and o team? I, I mean, think he's going to, especially against this offense line, yeah. which we'll oh, touch. I think somebody it depends that, on what they ask him to do. You know, how much how much of the defensive playbook he, he can get memorized here on a short week. Yeah, but I'll throw his ass in there and just say rush the goddamn passer. Yeah, yeah. You don't really need to know the playbook to do that. Yeah. Vinny, am is I he hearing a, a lock of the week is Robert Quinn for a sack? Am I hearing that from you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, All right. up against the Steelers. All right. I, All I, right. We'll but no, is, is we'll he somebody we can put – on special teams, on these like punt and kick returns, to be able no. to start actually fucking tackling. Nope. Yes, and he's too old. They're not going to put a veteran out there like that unless he's like been a fringe starter, fringe bench guy that's been doing special teams for a while. Yeah, that's that's like out your outside linebackers and your and your depth uh, defensive backs that are that are yeah. taking that taking on those roles. And that's just poor coaching by Michael Clay. I'm sorry. Not to not to get into ripping the special teams again, but that's it's just poor coaching by Michael Clay. Period. End of, end of discussion. 
Yeah, it hasn't been pretty. Absolutely. So that'll do it for the Robert Quinn talk, but there's more rumors out there. We're hearing tons of rumors. A couple of them, maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe Alvin Kamara. It sounds like the Eagles are hot and heavy looking for a running back. Um, First off, I'll I'll throw it around the circle. We'll see uh, who you guys would rather have out of the two backs. Um, and and then we'll uh, we'll kind of discuss it. So uh, Vince, I'll start with you. Who would you rather have, Kamara or Hunt? I'm look. I'm going with Kareem Hunt solely for the fact is we could just have him as a rental this year, and then we got a couple kids coming up in this draft that are solid fucking running backs that could be actual like franchise running backs for this team. Um, I know Georgia. I think. Tennessee and Oklahoma State have solid running backs going into this draft that are just actual power runners that we need. Like we're we're literally a power back, which is what we need with Kareem Hunt. Um I like that option over um Alvin Kamara, even though he's an absolute offensive gun, but we're locking ourselves in with Alvin Kamara rather than having a rental until we get to the draft this year where we obviously have top draft picks to where we can put ourselves somewhere. All right. Right. Kyle, what's your thoughts? Who would you rather have? So just, just from a pure talent perspective, it's absolutely going to be Alvin Kamara for me, but you know, Vinny made a lot of great points there. They're not going to spend too much Alvin Kamara. He's under, you know, control for a couple more years. Kareem Hunt's more of a rental player. So if they were to make a deal, I think it would be for Kareem Hunt. I don't know that I necessarily see them making a move at running back. I mean, if the price is right, yeah, obviously, but they're not going to spend anything more than a third, I don't think. That's just my opinion, and and Vinny touched on it. Every year, there's running backs coming out. This year is no different. You got a second-round pick. You got a third-round pick. Perfect to let Sanders walk, bring in another guy, You know, even maybe draft two running backs in the mid-rounds next year and rotate them. So I, I don't really see any any moves being made at the running back position. Not to be say something else isn't in the works. Right, right. Um, before I throw it over to Jake, Samantha Lynn checking in on Facebook. Go Birds. Go Birds, baby. Go birds. Yeah, obviously, if you can get Kamara for a decent price, you go with him. The guy's had, what, six seasons and has 67 total touchdowns. I mean, that's hard to do in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. receiving and rushing. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's kind of like Miles Sanders. Kamara is a strong ass dude. He's yeah, way stronger. He can he can run north south, which we need. He can catch the ball. He can do he can do everything. He's your prototype for running backs in today's football game. He can run and he can catch. McCaffrey probably the best one because he he lines up more out as a slot receiver than Kamara has. But Kamara can catch a uh, a screen at the line of scrimmage and take it all the way, or at least get you a first down. That being said, I think that they're going to look for a first-rounder, which I don't think they'll get. If you look at what the 49ers gave for McCaffrey with two, three, four, and a five, I think um, maybe if you could package Kenny G and one of your two second-rounders in not this year's draft, the following draft, one of those, and then maybe a third-rounder this year or you know maybe a second-rounder this year. So two seconds in Kenny G, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would not give up a first. I heard um, host on WIP, yeah, WIP today talking about um, trading, giving the Saints back their pick. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Absolutely like, not. Top five, top ten pick at worst. You can get your premier edge rusher, which you're going to need because our edge rushers besides Josh Sweat are getting getting up there in age. So you hold on to that pick. With everything you got, you do not touch that pick. You don't even fucking look at it. You stick it in the corner and wait till draft day, and then you fucking take your pick. But if we had to give up our 32nd pick after we win the Super Bowl, it might not might not be too bad. But I would still try to go with two twos and Kenny G because I just feel like he's not picking up the offense or something because it looks like he has the talent. He just doesn't get the ball enough, and I feel like it's his right. it's his pass protection and not knowing the playbook. So All right, so Jake kind of jumped the Jake kind of jumped the gun there a little bit on what I was going to talk about next, which would be, you know, what do you guys kind of see these packages looking like? Before we do that, though, I, I do want to give my opinion. So, typically in this situation, I'm looking to see, well, especially when they're coming from the Kansas City Chiefs, 
if it's two guys head to head, who do I want? Is one of them a criminal? In this case, I can't really do that. They're both fucking criminals. Both criminals. So one could be your backup kicker, though. I was about to yeah. say we get a we get a kicker in the long run. Yeah. Um, but no, for for me, I think I'm kind of <laughs> with Vinny on this one. I'd rather go with the one year rental. Um especially when you consider how big a part of that New Orleans offense Kamara's been for such a long time. Um, it's, it's just a lot of hard hits, a lot of hard miles on him. He was really that – he was really their entire offense, um, especially in a year like last year where he didn't have Michael Thomas. So, to me, I think there's a lot of hard miles on his body. I'd much I'd much rather not see what the back half of that, that contract looks like. Um, and, again, you know, Kareem Hunt, one-year rental. Um, he's going to want to ball out. It's a contract year. Somebody will pay him big money. Doesn't have to be us. And we got all the picks that we need to go out there and get the back that we want in the draft. Or if we want to trade for a, a younger guy still on his rookie deal. Um, but to me, you don't have to tie yourself to that big of a contract at the running back position, especially when you have to pay Jalen Hurts at the end of this season. Um we got Sam checking back in. She says, Kyle, you have to grow the beard out. Uh, Jesse chiming back in says, literally a Norse Beards commercial. Uh, I, I got to get a haircut this weekend. It's starting to get too long and out of control. They're telling us it's a walking billboard for Norse Beards. <laughs> Real quick, there, there's a – his name's Hooker, actually. He's down in Tennessee, I think, and he's up for the Heinzman this year, and I think he's been punching the ball. And I think that's where our draft pick should go in that first round as a running back for this team. That's kind of why I was sitting there like, I'd take Kareem Hunt all day and have him as a rental because there's they have like a split. They would split back down there, but the the one kid is just punching away and killing it right now. You'd spend a first round pick on a running back? No. Yeah, no. he's going to be our career running back or franchise. Hell yeah. We can get absolutely not. Absolutely not. Modern NFL, you do not spend first round picks on running backs. This team's never fucking done. Look at Cespon Barkley, all of them. Ezekiel Elliott. They've all been great running backs. That Ezekiel Elliott's been great in his fucking first couple years. Yes, exactly. Third three years, and then they paid him, and then it was a nose. That's the problem, though, is they paid him. That's why it looks bad. If they didn't pay him, you're like, damn. They got four really good years out of their first runner. But that's My the problem. Is, that's why you don't give a first. That's why you don't blow a first round draft pick on a, on a position where you're not going to give the guy a second contract. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, a first round pick plays for your team for at least two contracts. Yeah, thirty second. Yeah, dude. There, there's like twenty five to thirty two. You're not. You're, you're. If there's a running back there, he's probably going to be a top three, if not top one or two at his position. The other positions are all going to – you're going to be on the fourth or fifth best player in the draft. So, if you're late in the first round and the top running back's still there, I'm taking him. If you have a hole at running back, you take the best player at that position late in the first round. Especially when that's we a, That's a little more reasonable when you laid a situation out like that. But you got to see how the – how the board falls. I'm not tar- I'm not targeting a running back in the first round, but if somebody that's high on my board falls to me, then sure. But I'm not I'm not going into it looking for a back. That's that's if you have two first rounders, you can take your fucking edge rusher in the fir- in that first right now if we stop, we would have a fourth round draft pick or a, fir- a fourth round first oh fuck dude. Too many <laughs> numbers. Overall pick. Yeah, overall, thank you. And then I mean, obviously, they're going to end up in the either low 20s or if we go all the way, we're going to have a 30-second pick. And if we have a solid running back available, I'm fucking taking him, dude. At 30-second, yeah. yeah, I'm cool. I agree with you. I'm hoping that he's – At 30-second, I'll take it. But if he ends up with a mid-20, I don't know. Yeah, not in the what, 20s. Since, since Shady, when's the last time we drafted a running back early that created good production for us? I don't think Shady was a first-round pick. Wasn't he a second-round pick? I believe he was second-round, yeah. All right, well, that's still early to me. First, second round, early. Yeah, I'll spend a second round pick on a on a running back. I'm just not spending a yeah, first, oh, yeah. at second least not a day. at least not an early to mid first rounder. Late second first rounder, round, I'll concede one. that to you guys. That's fine. I just I just like to see two contracts out of a first or second round pick. 
All right, let's get out of this draft talk. We got a Super Bowl to win, all right? Hey, wait, real, real quick, quick real quick. We got Kyle. Hendon Hooker, he's the quarterback down there. Uh, he's not the running back. He, he is up for Heisman, you're right, but he is balling out. I just wanted to I just wanted to note that because I really do like him. I didn't want nobody to be confused. I don't pay attention to players' names. I know that their running back is solid. They was split by committee. I might have mixed it up. No, but. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I don't know college players' names besides, like, the top ones until – Draft, draft time rolls around. I just watch the games and look at the scores, drink beer. Right. Yes, sir. Well, hopefully this is the last time we're talking any kind of draft talk until after February. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's dive right into it. Um, Eagles-Steelers, Keystone State rivalry. Jake, I know you're going to be at the game this weekend. Uh, you're going down with, uh, with Matt and Mike, I assume? No, there are too much of uh, pussies to, to go. But I'm going. God, they couldn't pry open the wallets, huh? Yeah, I'm going with their cousin, um, his dad, and I think one of their uncles. And I got a couple of my Eagles buddies going down, and my son's going with me. So it'll be a hell of a time. I hear. I mean, a lot of people I know are going down. So kid I went to high school with, he's a, he's a DJ. He's having a big tailgate. So I think we're just gonna hit that. So like a Pittsburgh go. DJ and a Philly DJ. They're gonna be playing music and shit, drinking beer. So it, it'll be a great time. I think right. people are just going to go down just to tailgate this weekend. The weather's going to be nice. The energy coming over from Citizens Bank Park. The Eagles starting back up 6-0. I mean, it, it, the energy is going to be fucking wild. Absolutely. Especially if especially if the Phils can take at least one out of two um, oh, on yeah. the road in Houston. I mean, it, this city's ready to fucking explode. Um, so definitely interested to see what the atmosphere is going to be like down there. Jake, we're going to need live reports from you down there, brother. I'll try. I'll try. Usually I'm just drinking and standing and yelling the whole time. So that's perfect. Yep. All right. What do you, uh, what are the rest of you guys doing for the game? I know I'm just going to be sitting on my couch drinking some beers, but yeah, it's always a safe route. Yeah. I mean, you don't, don't got to drive nowhere. You can kind of lock yeah. in on the game a little bit. You don't got to deal with nobody screaming other yeah. than myself. It, it works out perfectly. You get to enjoy the one o'clock, you know, birds game Sunday got the friday saturday phillies late so yeah man it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great philly sports weekend uh speaking of which vince jesse's got a question for you he wants to know if you guys are still watching a hockey game together on saturday yeah <laughs> must have been drunk when you said you kyle what you got going on for the games on sunday Nothing. I mean, I'll, I'll be watching football. I'll have the Eagles on the little mini screen and red zone up on the big screen as always. No, nah, you gotta you gotta flip that around. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you always say that, but it's, you gotta go. It's you gotta go red zone, zone small screen, birds, big screen, baby. We yeah, gotta focus. We gotta lock in. I, I like that. We got a Super Bowl to win. So I got a on my back patio. Eagles are on. I got my TV here. Eagles are on, and I got a projector in the other room that the Eagles are on. So that way, if, when I'm pacing back and forth, I'm not fucking missing anything. Hey, that, that's funny so you say that on. because anytime there's a big play, I stand up and I like I'll get real close to the screen and like like watch and like I'll slowly back down to my seat and then boom, another big play and I'm back up and I I don't pace between TVs or anything, but I, between the couch and like this far from the TV, I'm yeah. back and forth the whole time. All right, well, you're not watching the game at my house because you ain't standing in front of my fucking TV. All right. <laughs> So let's start up. previewing it here, boys. Let's uh, let's start off initially. How do we see the game going? Um, what's it look like? You know, what's kind of uh, you know some some matchups that you can see the birds exploit here? Uh, Jake, I'll start with you. I I don't think the Eagles should lose this game. I don't think it should be close, but I think it will be. And I think just come off the bye bye week kind of slowed them down a little bit. But, I mean, the Steelers, they're only averaging 15 points a game. I mean, that is horrendous. And we're only giving up 17. Najee Harris, who, I mean, won me my, my fantasy last year. I don't think it's just him. I think their offensive line is just yeah, so true. bad. I mean, he's 10th in attempts, but 31st in yards and 51st in yards per carry with 3.3. I benched him for Miles Sanders this week. It is wild. Yeah, man. Kyle, how you see the game going? Just kind of initial thoughts. So kind of along – I don't know if maybe Jake was reaching this for this, but on paper it should be a blowout for the Eagles, right? But 
the Steelers are always that team that just they suck, right? But they just seem to keep games close. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it be a close game somehow, some way. Um, and Jake, you touched on it. I don't think Najee Harris is a really good running back, but that O-line is just absolutely atrocious. It, it's somehow five times better than what it was last year, and it's still a bottom three offensive line in the league, which is just crazy. So the Eagles – or yeah, the Eagles' uh, defensive line has to get pressure, has to just absolutely abuse that line. And the Steelers' secondary is young and experienced, so Jalen Hurst should absolutely have a day. He should have, you know, have his do what Take he wants. Take shots downfield, finally. Absolutely, like absolutely. We don't, we don't score fast at all. It's always, you know, driving down, driving down, and punching it in. Give me a fucking Quez Watkins seventy-five yard touchdown or AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas yep. Goddard, someone. Give me a big explosive play. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to complain because we're winning, but sometimes, man, like our defense plays that way. Like usually, our bend, 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 don't break because. More plays you run as an offense, the more likely you're to make a mistake. Eventually, that's going to happen to yeah. us in a game. We're going to start making mistakes because our drives are so long. And so, to that me, point, Jake, you hitting. don't have to complain, but I will. We need some big plays out of this offense. Um, you know, it, it's great to see a clock chewing, you know, 30-play drive that goes 70, 80 yards. That's, that's great. I love to see it. But – you're showing too much of your hand. You're you're giving you're tipping your cap on too many plays. You're putting film out there on a bunch of your plays, and like you said, I mean, if you're playing one of these teams that that keeps it close, it's it's going to be too close for comfort. Like you really need to separate yourselves from some of these teams, especially a team like Pittsburgh. Like you said, 15 points per game. There's no reason why this shouldn't be one of our highest scoring games this season. Um, and, and, and to be honest with you, I kind of expected at this point, um, the boys have had plenty of time to cook up some big time plays here. They know there's going to be some, some matchups that they can exploit and they may even be able to take a little bit more risks and throw some more of those 50, 50 balls. Like we saw against the commanders, um, with Devonte Smith, because we know this Pittsburgh offense doesn't have the firepower to roll with us. So, you know what, if there's ever a game for a shootout, this is the one especially because it'll be a one-sided shootout. And uh, beyond that, there's no fucking reason why the Eagles can't shut out the Steelers this weekend. I don't know. I, I got a little bit of a theory. might be a little fucked up, but I really think Sirianni's trying to actually hold his cards to where he takes a nice lead going into the half and then he just plays it out so that way they don't see all season his whole game plan. We make sure he has a good lead going, you know, you know, 20 points going into the half, like, you know, the last couple of games we've had. And then he just completely draws it out until the end. So you can't see, which I mean, I think is a bad in the side because they see our defense, but offensively he's trying to hold his cards. So people can't see what he's going to be doing in the postseason. That's an interesting thought. I haven't given much thought to that. I, I got a fucked up head. So there's that, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, there's certainly an element to that. You don't want to show any plays that you don't have to, but there's also yeah. something to be said for getting out, taking the early lead, and putting these teams away. You know, not for nothing, a, a two, three possession game isn't that big of a lead anymore in today's league. Yeah. Yeah, but when you have the defensive power that this team really has, I mean, we can take away your run game and, uh, you know, it's turning into a no fly zone pretty much now that we added Quinn. Because he's going to be rushing the you know passer and it's going to disrupt their back you know their fucking deep ball. But um, I think well, they, the Steelers don't throw the deep ball. Pick well, the yeah. They don't have a quarterback that can throw yeah. a deep ball. He's he's averaging like maybe like 160 yards a game, which is terrible for a quarterback. Yeah, he's got like three career games. In the year. Three three career games, seven interceptions, solid. Yeah. So Dude. I mean, I I, I see think it goes back to that O line you were talking about earlier a little bit. But I, I think it's going to be something where our defense is going to get a lot of confidence from this game. I think they're going to get a lot of the scores, which is going to be really good for them. And then you're going to have our offense, you know, that maybe they'll put up one. But I, I really see this game being a shutout and us being able to hide a lot. I mean, shutout, they're so hard to do in the NFL because penalties, you know, one long – Defense pass interference penalty, they're getting a field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, shutting out touchdown-wise, yeah, I could see that. But I don't know about um, holding them to zero. 
Well, well there's it. something to be said for hoping that this team can come out and be a little bit more aggressive in the second halves of games on the defensive side of the ball. I, I posted that on our Twitter account the other day. Like, you're, you're just giving up too much late in games. You're giving up too many garbage time points, and you're letting some of these teams get back in. Um, you know, you're, you're playing kind of that that soft sticks defense that we complained about for all those years with Jim Schwartz and like we complained about all last season. Um, you know, I'm not saying that you have to blitz 50% of the time, but get creative. You know, force these guys to make mistakes, put some pressure on them. An NFL quarterback, regardless of where they sit in the, in the ranking amongst the 32 starters, they're still an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Most of them can pick you apart if you just sit back, play a zone. They'll take the easy stuff underneath, march down the field. Yeah, it'll take some time to do it. But then you have you couple that with our piss-poor special teams, a couple of big kicker turns like the Dallas game, all of a sudden, it's a game now, and it shouldn't have been. You come out of the half with a three-score lead. You play some soft defense, a couple of big kick returns, set, set up the, other, the opposing team for easy points, and now all of a sudden, we got a game. I need to see this team start to lock down in the second half on the defensive side of the ball, be just a little more aggressive. I think you're going to see that towards the second half of the season. And once we get past that midway point, this team's going to start pounding away and kind of starting to reveal its other side. You got to do that now, though. You have to win every fucking game that you play. Not that you have to, but you have to play to win every game. Yeah, but I don't want to do that now. I don't want to give you all that tape you can have on me going into the postseason. Obviously, we're 6-0. and Not trying to sound like a pompous you know, asshole, but the postseason's there for us. So... I'm going to give you not the yet. least amount of tape. It's very probable, but it's not locked up yet. I completely understand that, but it's I'm a giving long you the season. I'm not this isn't this isn't a sport where a camera doesn't affect you where you can change shit. It's this is a sport where you're watching people play, you see their mannerisms, their movements and the less tape I can give you, the less I'm going to do. As long as we can get through games, it, I think it's smart football. Um, yeah, where I, agree I come from, show, you play to win the game. Yeah, if you're if you're blowing them out, though, I agree not to show too much. But to Sean's point as well, play a little bit more aggressive. Like, don't play zone and sit your cornerbacks ten yards off the right, ball. Just a little right press up. coverage, maybe a like, little bit of yeah, tricks inside. Play, play some man or fake man, drop the zone, but get in their face and push them a little bit. Give that pass rush time to get there, because when they're running wide open, you know, the first two oh, yards oh. running a slant. Quarterback's just going to sling it and get it out of his hands, get the yards he can get. And especially a guy like Pickett. I mean, the guy's almost 69% completion, but 90% of his passes are thinking dunks, you know, dropping it down or, or quick hitters. He's going to be looking for easy completions is, all day, all game. Yeah, I think his QB rating intermediate passes like 42. So, and he has seven interceptions. Get in his face, play man, stick these receivers, and – Get some interceptions. They're minus two in turnovers, and their defense actually has a lot of turnovers forced. So you know their offense is giving the ball up a lot if their defense is getting takeaways and they're still minus two in the turnover differential. We got OG Jake Long. That's Jake Long Sr. Jake's pop checking in on Facebook. Says the Eagles defense is going to be even sicker. I think that's in reference to the Robert Quinn edition. I can't agree more, Pop. Sir. And he also says you look like Brandon Marsh. <laughs> I can't unsee that now. It's crazy. Oh, man. Let's say, let's right, you guys got anything series. else on the Steelers game? Well, if they win the World Series, I'm getting the Marsh jersey. I'm walking around in the parade signing autographs. <laughs> oh, that's dude, fun. you probably fucking trick out so many people, dude. <laughs> Especially because half the city is going to be fucking hammered. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you definitely look like Brandon Marsh, especially if I got my fucking beer goggles on. I'll I'll take your autograph. Absolutely. Yep. I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump off, but uh, did you hear that the city of Philadelphia bought 500 gallons of fucking anal cream or anal lube for the polls? Yeah. (laughs) Well, hold on now. It's only anal lube if you have a partner. If. If you're lonely, it's just lube. Well, <laughs> apparently, whatever grease they were using wasn't working. So, yeah. at Crisco's soft, man, we got we we've evolved. 
We've evolved beyond the Crisco. Yep. Philadelphia's hands got sticky to the Crisco. We can still climb poles and shit. Now they're whipping out the lube. That's awesome. I usually just like good old spit, you know. That's the easy way to go. No, I want it to hurt, man. No spit, no lube, sandpaper finish. All right, let's get back to football. (laughs) All right, you guys got anything else on the Steelers game? Anything else you're looking for, Kyle? No, I mean, we pretty much touched on everything. I think we need to feast on this rookie quarterback. I think we need to welcome him to the NFL properly. Um, And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, while we're on the subject of the game, let's throw it over to our dog of the week segment. We'll all throw our predictions out. So real quick, OG Jake Long checking in again. Just don't sit on top of the pole. Uh, yes, he also man. says, fuck Marty and the Steelers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pops is fired up, baby. Speaking of fired up, who do we think is going to be fired up? Who's going to win this game for your team, your town, your Philadelphia Eagles? Kyle, I'll start with you. Prediction for your dog of the game. Dog of the game or prediction of the score of the game? Prediction yeah. for your dog of the game. Prediction for dog of the game. Oof, that's a good one. I was I wasn't hoping you were going to lead off with me on this one. I'm I'm going to go with somebody on the defensive line. I'm going to go with the new addition, Robert Quinn. Uh, we touched on it earlier. The Steelers O line is absolutely atrocious. You know they should have multiple sacks in the week. Maybe the newcomer gets involved. I like it. I like it. Jake, who you got? I got Dallas Goddard. Yeah, he's been – I mean, he's been having a good year, but a quiet year. I think we're all waiting for him to break out. It's starting to feel like Miles Sanders. We're due for a Dallas game. Yeah, so I don't see, – I see them focusing really on A.J. Brown Devontae Smith, which is going to open a field for Dallas Goddard. And tight end's always a quarterback's best friend. Steelers still have a, a so-so pass rush. Forgot to mention this. Thank God T.J. Watts out, even though I would love – to seeing him go against Lane Johnson because that would have been one of the greatest battles you know you could watch in the NFL. But for our luck, I'm I'm glad he's out. But I hope he recovers soon because he is fun as hell to watch. That being said, I think Dallas Goddard's gonna have a huge game. I don't think they have anyone that can cover him. Um, he can do it all: catch screen passes, catch down the middle of the field. And unlike No Yak Zach Ertz, even though I love you. Dallas Goddard can make people miss and can run people over and get you extra yards, and I think he does that on Sunday. So you guys remember I was talking about we have a reputation to uphold as Philadelphia sports fans, you know, snowballs at Santa Claus, batteries at quarterbacks, all that shit. Well, uh, Jake's pop checking in here again. He, he's got Miles Sanders. Uh, he says he better perform. He's on his fantasy team. If he doesn't, he will throw batteries at him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that reputation we got to uphold. That's what, what I'm talking about. Are we throwing like car batteries or like double A batteries? D batteries. You got to do D batteries. It's like oh, right man. in the middle. It's heavy enough to let them know you threw it, yep. but it's not really going to hurt them that bad. And as always, the caveat, uh, we are just joking. <laughs> Can't yeah. yeah, no. No, uh, we don't promote no, no deadly threats here. <laughs> we just do it. That's it. <laughs> All right, Vince, who you got? Dog of the week, who you think is going to make the difference in uh, in this game here against the Steelers? I got a mix up between two. I got Devontae Smith. I think they're going to be caught up with Goddard and um, A.J. Brown. But I think Fletcher Cox is going to have a field day with that offensive line, especially if uh, they, like put, uh, they put the Kobe Dean in. Why, have uh, there been reports of that? Hmm? Has there been reports of them playing Nicobe Dean more? I mean, I think they do. No, I just I'm just saying, this would be a time where I would put him in to give him an easy team to play against, get him more accumulated with the team. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if the fuck with a good thing, though. Uh, I mean, Kaiser White and TJ Edwards have been rolling. And Edwards looks like he's getting a lot better at blitzing, which I like to see. I do love Dean. I do love Dean. 
I just think that uh, he needs to show up more on special teams because that's why I thought he would pop out, and I think that's where the coaches were hoping he'd pop out. Right, so, and if you're not making a difference on special teams, we're certainly yeah. not throwing you out there on meaningful snaps. That's where you earn your spot sometimes. So. Yeah, but what do you categorize as meaningful snaps? I mean, is there any doubt that he's going to be a starter next year? So, I mean, he's yeah, playing less than 1%. There's he's a little doubt. There is? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to pay T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White this offseason? I think T.J. Edwards. I mean, he leads the team in tackle. Look, but both those guys are free agents. I think N'Kobe Dean is yeah. more than likely a starter next year. I'm not saying he's got to play high snaps, but the fact that he's playing less than 1% of snaps, give the man 15 20% of the snaps. Let him get his feet wet a little bit, man. No, I, I, I agree with that. Not yeah, when I you're think that's best down. for the long term of the team. Not when you're We're talking about this season. We could be gone next year, okay? I'm looking yeah, at Super Bowl this one. year. That's why we keep kicking the sour cat down the line. Fuck it. We're winning this well, year. Th- the good teams worry about this year without sacrificing the long term. Yeah, I'd be I'd be psyched on that way. You always have a fresh player out on that field. But a fresh player isn't much if he's not doing his job. Fifteen percent of the snaps is like it, it, that. Don't even add up to a lot at the end of the day. Yeah, but what if on that one snap? He makes a mistake that costs a 65-yard touchdown that takes the lead, and the offense can't get the lead back. Dude, line, middle linebackers out of position ain't allowing 65-yard touchdowns. That's safeties and DBs and corners. Yeah, just, like if it's on the other side, what if that tire, that player was tired, and we could have put Nakobe Dean in to you know cover for him for two fucking plays to give him a breather? It, it works both ways on that. I got no problem mixing him in. I I just I'm not looking for him to play. You know, a large portion of the snap. I'm kind of with Kyle on this. I think 10, 15% of the snap should be okay as long as, as long as it's not going to impact the game. Yeah, dude, if he's a young guy, if he makes a bad play, pull him, coach him up. I'm not advertising for him to, you know, go out there and be a starter right now or cut into somebody's workload fully. Just, dude, a little bit of acclimation slowly. You don't do that with a third round pick. Dude, don't don't say that. You were calling for him to be a top fifteen pick before he went. I was not. That was there was multiple people in the media that was projecting him for a top twenty. He's a third round pick though, and obviously he fell there for a reason. Obviously the coaches don't see something right now. But you don't are are we all missing something here though? Is there a possibility that 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 injury that caused him to fall, supposed injury? Is there a possibility that maybe that's still kind of hanging around a little bit no, I think and they, they want to take it a little uh, easier on him? They would have no, that on that yeah, injury would be why he got taken in the third round. He would have been a at least high second-round draft pick if it wasn't for the bullshit that was played. I'm just saying, when you're 6-0, and you don't start testing players. I'm if saying him if we're 2-4 and, and we th- the season looks like he's getting out of control – yeah, start start seeing what you got in your young guys. But right now, we're winning. Jake, Jake let me ask you this question. We, we always talk about rotating on the defensive line and how Robert Quinn will be a, a you know a good rotational edge rusher. Why is that any different at linebacker? Because they're 300 fucking pounds going head-to-head every play. A linebacker, Dude, yeah, you can run side-to-side. No side, but you, you exert way Robert much more en- energy pounds. rushing a passer or going one-on-one with 300-pounder every single play. And again, Sometimes there's linebackers. We do also rely on our linebackers a lot more in coverage than your average team. I, I do want to point that out. But let's get back on track here. We were in our dog of the game segment. I would like to give my pick if you guys don't mind. He's going to pick Nicobe Dean. I'm not going to Kobe <laughs> Dean. I am, however, going with a man that has proven to ball out every single time he gets in front of his home crowd. He seems to have a big game. He is what we would call a hometown hero, and I'm talking about my man Hassan Reddick. I think he's due for a big game. Uh, not that he hasn't had any to this point, but the man just balls out every time he gets in front of his hometown crowd. And uh, Quinn, Robert Quinn's going to help him see uh, single coverage blocking and along with everyone else on the line. So I could see Absolutely. that happening. Absolutely. The man's an absolute weapon, so – Hopefully we see that on the other side. Um, let's dive into our gambling segment here before Thursday night football kicks off because I got a feeling I know where Kyle's going with his betting picks tonight. Start over, not so sharp. Picks of the week. Here comes the money. 
Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Vinny, I gotta upload the um video I, I added you in. I didn't realize it wasn't. I forgot I was on last week, so. Nah, we don't I need my ugly face. <laughs> no, we absolutely need your ugly face up there. You need another, You'll make me another look better. There. You'll make me look better. All right, not so sharp picks of the week. I'd be remiss if I did not go to the namesake of this segment. One, Kyle, not so sharp. All right, so I, I got two parlays for tonight i got a what i call a safe one and then i got a long shot one for my safe parlay a uh, hundred dollars wins you 529 it's plus 529 i got mike evans anytime touchdown he's a touchdown scorer he dropped one last week let's let's find him in the end zone uh i got his over on his yards 66 and a half that's you know he's hit that in i think what four of the six games he's played this year I got Tampa plus seven and a half, just something to, you know, I sp- I tease that up obviously just to get a little juice to my game, and then I got Rashad Bateman forty plus receiving yards. That that's my uh, safe parlay, and then I got a long shot one. I got a crazy one. It's a two legger. Twenty five dollars pays out. Let me see this real quick. Pays out fifty five hundred dollars, and two legs. I got Mike Evans two touchdowns. He's a touchdown producer. And I got Rashad Bateman, two touchdowns. I don't know what it is, but the Ravens have scored touchdowns in bunches with their players. I mean, Gus Edwards has a two-touchdown game. Devin Duvernay has a two-touchdown game. Mark Andrews has a two-touchdown game. I forget if I said Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins, but four players on their team have a two-touchdown game through seven weeks. It's time for uh, Rashad Bateman to get in on that action. So that's a little... uh, Little long shot I got for the night. What do you guys got? Um, you know, I don't have anything on tonight's game, but I do I'm have uh you. No, I do have I, I have something that uh that I think is gonna pay out pretty nicely, and it's just a single pick. I know you guys usually rely on me for the you know the, the big payout parlays, that kind of thing. But I, I got a nice easy one for you. Eagles defensive touchdown this week. Easy one. Yeah. I don't know. It's easy, but it's it's easy money if it hits. It's a big payout. What what is that at? I kind of like that. I don't I don't have it up in front of me. It's just a bet that I plan on making. I'm I'm actually in the middle of trying to set my fantasy lineup right now before this kicks off too. So kind of okay. I'm I'm pulling a couple of different things here, Um, but I I like that. Um, And I also like. Interesting pick. I like. I also like, like you said, I I would go Mike Evans to score a touchdown tonight. I, I think he's due for one, uh, especially coming off of that suspension and the drop touchdown last week, as you mentioned. You think uh, Brady Vince, what do you got for us tonight? What's that? Vince, what you do you got Brady? for us here tonight? What's your lock this week, Vince? Oh. I heard it didn't go too well last week. Your lock. Dude, that that was complete. I, I did not think that uh, Washington was going to swap their quarterback out. I thought they were going to have Wenson, and then I think it was after we did this. I seen that I think it was Friday or Saturday that there was talks of Wentz not playing, and then as soon as they put that kid in, I was like, "Fuck!" I let Kyle down. <laughs> <laughs> but Dude, uh, if it wasn't a hundred dollars, there it's a hundred dollars somewhere else. Let me tell you, no worries. <laughs> I've made that mistake. Um, he says that now, but he'll be texting you his Venmo later. <laughs> I thought about it just as a joke, but I didn't. I don't know you well enough yet to do that, so I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, nah, I can take a joke. Um, I actually set up. Dumbass. <laughs> Heard the dog of the week intro and wanted to join yeah. it. <laughs> um, got my dog a shot collar, and now it beeps and vibrates on him, and he just. Oh, uh, I got one for one of my dogs too. <laughs> Lifesaver. Sarah oh, checking in on Facebook. Thanks for rocking with us tonight, Sarah. Don't forget, be a friend, tell a friend. I think I got the Jets as my lock of the week this week. Ooh, uh, ooh. They're going to be getting two and a half. But uh, I did a look again. Um, I did a little four parley. So down in Delaware, I think it pays 20 to one. So you quick little $100 on five. It would be I take the Eagles. Minus 11. They're definitely going to cover that. 
I take the Bears at nine and a half over the Cowboys. Um, I don't think Prescott is going to be at his full potential for a couple weeks. Um, I'm taking the Ravens tonight at minus two over the Bucks. I think Tom Brady's ready to just retire, and if the season ended tomorrow, he'd probably be happy. And like I said, I'm I'm taking the Jets this week. Um, I I didn't write down who they played. I Pass. Uh, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Belichick retires this year as well. But ooh, hot take I think, here. The Jets, I think, beat the shit out of them the last time they played them, and I think now they are in the Meadowlands for their game to Sunday, and I think Let's they just they, they're going to smoke on Belichick. They're calling for division play. sweep, huh? Yeah. Um. They got Mac Jones in, and he is not looking at anything. No, he's terrible. Yo, yeah, get my Western wanna... Kentucky guy in there, Bailey Zappi. Didn't That's they bench the... Mac last week? Yeah, and then uh, Zappi had led two scoring drives and didn't do shit the rest of the game. But they were talking about uh, him potentially pretty much taking Mac Jones' spot because he's just crashes. Is there burn. a legitimate talk about that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, a guy got benched last week. You can definitely see why. Yeah. yeah he's been awful this year, even they're, before the injury. They're going to give him another shot this week against the Jets. And, I mean, if you, if they get smoked on by the Jets, but the Patriots barely lost to the Jets in their entire fucking franchise with Brady yeah, and all. Yeah, the defense is pretty damn good. I mean, Sauce Gardner's the, the real True. deal. That guy's a fucking stud. Whoever thought we were going to hear a New York uh, football team for lock of the week. Yeah. yeah, right. Or, did I tell you the truth, man? The Jets are normally – the Jets and the Jags with their spreads are normally – if they have a big spread, they cover it. And then normally when they have spreads like this, the team is doing mediocre to where you're not sure if they're going to have some oddball game like right now against the Patriots where they're going to fucking smoke on them. Which I think I think they're gonna fucking straight dunk on the fucking Patriots this week. I can see that happening. I'd like to see it happen. Um, Jake, what do you got? What's your uh, what's your picks this week? Uh, I did the same game parlay tonight. I did Mark Andrews anytime touchdown score. One of the best tight ends in the league. Um, Ravens. I took a money line. You just gotta hope the running back with an arm can find them. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're gonna run all over. The Bucks, and then I got Fournette also scoring a touchdown. Anytime touchdown score, ten dollars when you hundred one dollars, it's plus one thousand sixteen. But I do want to say this Saturday, I was drinking, watching the fights. I put my small 20, 20 bucks um, in Fanduel, and I was like, all right, let me put some bets in. I put some bets on the fight, and I said, I feel like Hoskins is going to go off tonight. And I put one dollar bet on Reese Hoskins to hit two homers. Motherfucker hits two homers, won sixty-one bucks. Like, <laughs> I just put ten or a hundred bucks on that. What a fucking hit! And I've, I honestly, I'm not even joking. I felt so good about it. I was like, you know, I had the past couple games, and then he fucking launched, and I was like, I was happy to win sixty bucks, but I was like, fuck, man, just think of, you know, nine more dollars. But I had to, I wanted to bet on the fights too, so I was like, the only small bets. Son of a bitch. Was that yeah, before? Well, throw, throw, throw some money on him. Throw throw some money on him for this week, all right? Yeah. What was that, Vince? Was that before or after you trashed on him? Oh, that was uh, after. After? Yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, when I talk shit, they turn it around. He and, felt and bad, so he had to throw a little, little money where his mouth was. There's hundreds of guys thinking that exact same thing. All the time. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's our not-so-sharp picks of the week segment. Um, real quick, before we throw it into um, before we throw it into final thoughts, um, you know, this is an Eagles show, but um, somebody did mention Tom Brady and maybe finally found the cliff on the other side of that hill. And all this talk about maybe Giselle saying, bye-bye, you chose football, okay. Me and the kids are going to go be over here. See ya. Go Can you imagine the end of this offseason when he finally realizes he doesn't have it anymore? He's finally ready to hang it up, and his family ain't even there waiting for him on the other side. I think Tom Brady's going to have one 
very, very sad retirement. I mean, I'll be sad with fucking what, how many rings he has and millions of dollars. And then he's going to get more money once she divorces him because she makes more money than he does. He's <laughs> yeah. a real winner here. Doesn't Tom have to Brady collecting spousal support. Don't have yeah, to I'm deal with someone who doesn't support you with doing something that you absolutely love. So, you know, fuck off. See you. There you go. All right, you guys ready for final thoughts? Yes, sir. All right, final thoughts brought to you by our friends at Lugaroo Custom Clothing. Make sure you check out our friends up north of the border, lugaroo.co, for all your custom clothing needs. That's lugaroo.co. Make sure you let them know Sundays for the birds and Old City Sports Network sent you. Final thoughts, Vince. We'll lead it off with you, brother. Um, I just I just want to see this team continue the pull out fire they had behind them in the first six games. Um, I love it when your team, you know, has the early buy where we're at right now. Um, or mid buy is what I should say. But going forward, I just want to see them just, you know, batten down the hatches, continue to produce and defensively control that ball the way that they've been. And you know, make hopefully coming off, they made them little improvements on special teams that they need it, and we're ready to roll going forward. All right, I like it, Kyle. What you got? Final thoughts. So I, I just want to take a little minute and have a little rant here, not uh -oh. directly, but maybe indirectly at Eagles fans, just because you know I'm in this oh, area boy. and I, I hear all this stuff. Uh, the other day, I took the road trip out with one of my coworkers to wherever. It was like a three-hour drive, and he wanted to listen to sports talk radio. So we're listening to sports talk radio, and this guy called in. I was only half listening up until this, and he was absolutely just jizzing all over fucking Howie Roseman. And that's just Eagles fans, like, everywhere right now. Like, they're like, oh, Howie's the best GM. Oh, oh Howie, Howie, this. Howie's Howie Roseman in the Chamber of Champions. That guy's a fucking Dude, wizard. Just Yeah, exactly. You said that earlier. And it's like just a couple, like, maybe, like, less than two years ago, People are ripping on him for all the moves he's mm. made. Oh, he's I was ready to fire him last year. Wow. Ten months last ago, year. I was going to fire him last like, year. <laughs> I don't mean to. But rightfully this. so. He was I don't mean terrible to at the Eagles fans. But it's like people are just so hot and cold to where it's like, oh, he's the worst. He sucks at his job, and now it's like, what do you mean? How he's not a top three GM? You're fucking crazy. And that's because we're passionate and, just, and we live and I die with this team. I can't stand that. You got it. Like it's just, it just drives it's me crazy. Life's a roller coaster, baby. We Strap in and go for a fucking ride. So it, and I'm like, dude, he's the same guy. He's always been GMs that's hit true. or miss. They always go hot or cold. And it's, it's just, it's, it's just drives me crazy. Well, and that's where you're, that's where you're wrong, Kyle. See, we here in Philadelphia, we know. That every couple of years, Howie Roseman has to go into a closet and then come out a new Howie Roseman. We got the new Howie Roseman this year, so we fucking love him, Grant. All right. And, and, and again, I'm not trying one to direct it at Eagles fans. You're not. It's, it's every sports fan base, but it's just right now, it's because I live in the Philly area and because yeah, hear it the hot shit. It's all I hear right now. And I just, I just, it's crazy to me. I just wanted to put that out there for the record. I'll tell you the same thing I told that lady from Fox. Welcome to Philadelphia, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what do you got? Final thoughts? I got um, Jalen Hurts. You have one job pre-snap, and that's find Mika Fitzpatrick and stay away from him at all costs. He is a game wrecker. I'm um, yeah. with um, TJ Watt out. He's their their only really other playmaker. He's already got three interceptions on the year. I believe one of them was a pick six. He's all over the field. Find him pre-snap every time and go the opposite way. You'll win the game. All right. I like it. Um, so I got something we we didn't touch on um, in the show earlier, but I, I think it's going to be huge. Um, Lane Johnson confirmed on his Twitter earlier that he's back this week, um, which I kind of mentioned it in our last podcast. You take the guy for granted. I mean, he is the bona fide best right tackle in the NFL. And you take that for granted. You take for granted – the things that you can do with that guy locking down the right side, taking away some of the premier edge rushers in the league. The guy hasn't given up a sack in, I think it's like two seasons, and I think he's only given up one QB pressure since then. The guy's an absolute beast. We need him out on the field as much as possible, so glad to have Lane Johnson back. Beyond that, 
I appreciate everybody rocking with us live here tonight. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube Live. Everybody checking in over on the audio side. Don't forget to be a friend. Tell a friend where they get the best Eagles talk in Philadelphia and across the world right here on the Old City Sports Network. Sundays for the birds. And as always, don't forget to check out all our awesome sponsors. Um, you can find them in the description of this episode. Um, and you can also find them on all of our social medias as well. Make sure you uh, show them guys some love also. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. Uh, so don't forget to show our sponsors some love also. We will see you guys right back here next Thursday, hopefully 7-0. and Go, Birds! B-A-T-L-E-S!